2: Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we are coming to you live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the TalkStar Radio Network, X-Zone TV, and on Shortwave. Our toll-free number is 1-877-528-8255. That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at 1-877-528-8255. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com, and our website's www.xzoneradio.com. that's our main site. And to watch and listen to us live from our studios in Hamilton, com. My guest this hour is Dalton Walker, and we received a very interesting email from uh, Dalton. And uh, which prompted us to contacting him and saying, "Hey, how about coming on the X Zone Radio Show and telling us your story?" And Dalton, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm just doing fine, thank you very much, Dalton. And I was wondering if you could tell the X Zone Nation uh, why you contacted us.
3: Well, basically, it's because uh, I've been having some problems with the U.S. government in my and my object. Now, I call it an object, but it does look like a benign rock, but we have quite a bit of secure evidence to mm-hmm. uh, suggest that this thing is much more than Iraq. But uh, what I'm trying to do is, uh, uh, with the government, I uh, had uh, testing done by the uh, NASA mm-hmm. and uh, the U.S. Department of Energy and the U.S. Department of Army. And uh, when they started their testing, they had... a uh, assured me that once the testing was done, because they figured that I was, I guess, somebody just making some allegations about something, and they just said, okay, let's just, they took the attitude, well, let's just check this out and see what this guy's got. But once they got it in, they got it tested, after testing was done from NASA, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and the Department of Army, everything froze. I went through two lawsuits uh, in federal court here in Detroit, The first lawsuit ended with uh, NASA just basically denying everything because an investigation was done through uh, Senator Carl Levin's office. He discovered that NASA had records on my object, and we tried to pursue that, and uh, NASA just refused it, and Senator Levin couldn't go any farther with it because what can you do if they don't give you records? And the second lawsuit, which just ended about a week week or so ago, uh, against the uh, Department of Energy, Department of Health and Human Services, uh, and uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, what happened basically there was the, uh, the argument used by the government there was even if we start, uh, continue to pursue mm-hmm. uh, any of your uh, test results, we're not going to give them to you. They gave me some just garbage, really. But uh, I, you know, in, uh, I told them exactly where all the records were. I described the records to them. But they basically said that, no, we're not going to release anything else, and the court just basically said the same thing. Listen, if they're not going to give it to you, we can't make them, and that's where we are. So now I'm at the point now where it's after they've lied to me about giving me those test results. Mm -hmm. I've been doing quite a bit of uh, experimentation, even though I'm not a scientist here, but I've been coming up with some strange results as a result of my experimentations, and this is a very simple experiment. Uh, Some of this stuff is really mind-boggling, and I'm trying to get some answers here. And uh, I'm finding out now that uh, I need some assistance here because a lot of the stuff uh, is just beyond me.
2: All right. How did you come in possession of this rock or this this thing, whatever
3: it is? All right. Let me just say this here. Uh, there was an incident that occurred. Uh, it's hard for me to tr- I'm trying to really decipher. I'm trying to pin down mm. the, the, the dates and the time, which is very difficult to do. But in this incident... Uh, there was a report filed with the Michigan State Police. They were on scene. Mm-hmm. I like to say the object appeared, okay? Okay. Because that's the best way I can describe it.
2: All right, why don't we do this? So I have to take a two-minute commercial break. So instead of, instead of halting you in, in mid-sentence, we'll come back, and then I'd like to explain how you became the custodian of this very unusual object. Dalton Walker's our special guest. Dalton and I will return on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the x continues right here live and around the world. from. Our- we all have that friend who wakes
0: up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us
1: saying thank you. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any
4: of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for limited time at participating U.S. locations.
2: Our studios in Hamilton. My name is Rob McConnell. Dalton Walker is our special guest. Now, before we get back to Dalton, how would you like to take a diet? Are you ready for this? A diet challenge. Karen Bentley, who is the uh, developer or the lady who has discovered this sugar-free miracle diet, and I invite you to take part in our sugar-free miracle diet challenge. All you have to do is send me your email. We're only taking 10 people on this challenge. Just send me an email and why we should take you as part of this challenge. Once again, all you have to do is send an email to exone at talkstarradio.com. And Karen Bentley is going to be with me next week. We're going to be discussing how this this, uh, diet challenge will work. But now, if you'd like to visit her website and find out all about the Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, her website is www.sugarfreemiracle.com. That's the Sugar-Free Miracle Diet at www.sugarfreemiraclediet.com. And the segment of the show is being brought to you by Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, www.sugarfreemiracle.com. All right, Dalton, how did you become the custodian of this object?
3: Well, uh, let me just say I can't really tell let, that, because I don't know that. Okay. But there was an incident that occurred that once this once these series of events were over, mm-hmm. uh, myself and the Michigan State Police uh, discovered it. Now, let me just say this, Rob. I don't go into this story about how I got it in depth really to anybody. I'll tell you why. Because, first of all, that allow telling the story gives the government a front to attack me as, you know, unbelievable or whatever, 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 lying or not telling mm-hmm. truth or whatever. Because the story, I actually, since I don't have, since I can't verify and I can't prove the story, I take the story as purely conjecture right now. Right. Although it happened to me, and I do know that it happened to me, and I I got certain things that I can prove. Mm-hmm. For example, like like I said, there was a state police report that it occurred. And also there was a report filed with the Detroit Police Department uh, when this object did appear. And I will say that the object was discovered by myself and the Michigan State Police officer who was on scene with me uh, the night that the incident did occur. Uh, but I need to get a, a, a better grip on the dates that this thing occurred and uh, because there's a lot of confusing issues with me. Uh, at this time, uh, uh, I have records. Help me! I'm trying to isolate through my records when this event actually occurred, but my records are just not lining up. What I thought happened, and what my records are saying happened, is just not lining up. So, like I said, I want to try to stick with fact.
2: All right. And if that's, I stick that's, with the, that's fair
3: object, I stick with fact, but if I go with the story, uh, I think I'll lose a lot of people there.
2: All right. So let's stick with the facts.
3: Hmm?
2: Let's stick with the facts. Hmm? And uh, all right. So describe this object.
3: Well, like I said. When you look at it, this object looks like a rock. I mean, if you look at it from a distance, the object looks like a rock. But now, when I was in Wayne State University, this is, this is the first uh, uh, examination that we had, the first intake examination of it was at Wayne State University. Uh, it has a strange, uh, uneven weight to it, uh, a distribution weight field to it. Also, it, 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 when you look at uh, uh, geology, you look at stone and sand, right? Well, this object does not have that stone and sand characteristics. It has a very strange characteristics uh, on the appearance of it. Now, let me just say this is also fact. The object actually changes color. It goes through a series of color changes. Uh, these color changes you can actually see with the eye. We took some pictures of it, and these are pictures uh, that allowed NASA, after NASA reviewed the, uh, picture, these pictures, This is what gave NASA the uh, authority to bring it in to NASA Johnson Space Center uh, into their laboratory for testing. The pictures are showing that we have a series of spectacular color being uh, coming off this thing. So, uh, like I said, you can't see these colors with the naked eye. You're going to need something to see it, like a camera or something like that. But now, appearance-wise, it's benign. This is how come when I'm I'm in my search for a scientist now. This is why I need a scientist who has a very elevated knowledge of radiation because this thing does not look like it will hurt you, but it is deadly, and I have established that.
2: How have you established that?
3: Well, I have done several, well, let me just say right now, uh, I have been conducting experiments since 2000 on this thing. Mm -hmm. I started off with uh, insects, uh, and I've also been doing light testing. Now, I've gotten a stern warning from NASA scientists because I was dealing with them on the initial run on this thing, and they told me very sternly, do not use any live animals above the insect level. So that was out. <laughs> if I got caught doing that, uh, I could have had some serious repercussions. But now with the insects, uh, I mean, you can expose this thing, uh, uh, expose insects to the environment of this thing. I mean, it kills them instantly. And what we have established and what I have established, talking to uh, the UFBA scientists and talking to the Army scientists, is that we suspect this thing is putting out either a form of radiation or multiple forms of radiation. And once you put the uh, insects, uh, introduce the insects into the environment, whatever this, I call it an energy, but we think it's composed of these forms of radiation. When you expose them to this radiation, the radiation literally goes to their body because it does not, distort the overall appearance of the insect. The insects look like it, it's normal outside, but it curls up. The ants will curl up into a real, real tight ball, and they'll stay there. A fly, for example, if you put it on there now, when a fly dies, it normally goes to its back. When you introduce the fly to this environment, uh, again, we suspect this radiation is penetrating so fast through, these, through their bodies, that fly don't have enough time to go over on its back. It cooks, It literally fries the inside of these uh Uh, flies and these uh, uh, ants. And also, I have also done an experiment where I kept the flies and the insects and ants exposed to the uh, 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 energy for Mm -hmm. about four days. And after I uh, went back to check the insects, I did it both on ant and a fly. Once I did that, I come back and I touch it. Their bodies just disappear in the dust. I mean, there's absolutely nothing left of their bodies. So we know that something is going on Uh, or something is coming off this thing.
2: How big is this object?
3: Uh, I would say uh, our rough measurements are about one and a half uh, inch, but this is not a true diameter inch. It's Mm -hmm. about one and a half inch, but it's irregular shape.
2: Now, how do you handle it?
3: Well, that's a very good question, because, first of all, I did not... In 2000, I was not aware of this energy. Mm -hmm. So I was really just playing with this thing, and I was just... Uh, because I did not know, uh, I didn't know what I was dealing with. I didn't know what danger level of what I was dealing with. So what I did is, uh, I just started. I, I just handled it freelance. I, I literally had it on my desk as a paper rate at one time. But after I started looking into it, after I found out now that this thing was producing this strange energy or radiation coming off of it, uh, I started really doing these experiment testing. Once I got into it and found out now that. This thing has a, something like laser beams cut. Well, first of all, when we cut it at the, uh, it, I took it to the University of Michigan, and they cut a core sample. And what we were surprised to find out when we cut that core sample is that both sides now do the same thing. Whatever one side does, whatever one piece does, the other piece does. So now, after I started doing more experiments on this energy coming off of it, I found out now this thing is producing laser beams. Now this is not like your laser beams that you will see, but this tight little uh, uh, offshoot of light. That's not it. Uh, this is this beam is about uh, three quarters of an inch, and I only was able to measure the beam coming off the uh, smaller piece. But uh, when I start finding out about these laser beams, uh, that's when I start saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I got to get this thing in isolation." And so I started calling around to a lot of the universities, Case. Uh, Case Western University, Harvard, Yale, and all those universities. That's when the professors there I was talking to them, and the doctors, uh, these guys now are expert in high energy radiation. They started telling me I need to start isolating this thing. So from there, I did start isolating it, and I keep it on a glass casing. Uh, I I had it in my home at one time. This thing literally destroyed all of my electronics. I had to replace everything, TV, phone, everything. So I obviously had to get it out the house, and now I keep it on a glass casing. And uh, I have it in an isolated area where, and now I, I really, I'm doing, I'm still doing light testing, but I'm testing how the light is melting this glass because it is produced, these, these laser beams that are coming off of it is melting glass with no heat. Now, we think that it, this, this these lasers are doing this because of these radiations that are coming off of it. Now, I was told by the Food and Drug Administration scientists that there is a known type of radiation coming off the sun, that can melt glass, but that radiation will produce heat. This is not producing heat. We know that it has a strange radiation that has a very, very short wavelength, lower, shorter than anything known to any scientist here on Earth. So, again, after talking to all these scientists at the universities and the USDA scientists and the Harvard scientists, I, I, I'm not... Uh, I'm, I don't handle it no more. In fact, I know for a fact if you had it in your hands for 20 minutes, it would either cause you to have your arm cut off or you may die from it. So I don't handle this thing now.
2: How come you have suffered no ill effects?
3: Well, that's one reason why because I don't handle it. Uh, I really stay away from it. Not only that, through my testing and through my experimentation, I have been able to manipulate this uh, energy and I can intensify it and I can cause it to do things. So like, I can kind of, like, shield myself from it, and uh, I know when I'm overstepping my bounds.
2: All right, you and I have to take a break. We'll be back on the other side of the news. Dalton Walker's our guest. If you'd like to give us a call, one 877 528 is toll free. That's one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. 528 8255 Still to come on tonight's show, Ellen from Premier Psychics is on the next hour. She'll be doing psychic readings for one and all who give us a call at one 528 And then Cal Korf will be joining me from Prague in the Czech Republic as we do another edition of Cal's Corner. My name's Rob McConnell, and this is The Exon on the Talkstar Radio Network. Dalton Walker and I return after the news as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
0: If you currently have... A short-term fixed-rate home mortgage, you do need to listen to this. The mortgage industry is rapidly changing, and no one knows that better than your friends in the money business, Prime Pacific Capital. Every day, new guidelines are making it more and more difficult for homeowners to refinance the current mortgage. Don't get caught with the high interest rate and increased payments once that loan automatically adjusts. Interest rates are still low. Call Prime Pacific Capital today and refinance into a long-term, low-rate fixed mortgage. No matter what your credit situation or what state you live in, Prime Pacific Capital will work to secure a new loan for you. Don't count yourself out until you give us a call. A loan specialist is standing by to assist you with your free consultation. Make that call today. 1-866-464-1800. 1-866-464-1800. Call Prime Pacific Capital at 1-866-464-1800. Hey, hello there. I'm Victor Ives from Talkstar Radio and our new commercial-free movie channel, White Springs TV. You know, for over two and a half decades, I hosted Golden Age of Radio on hundreds of radio stations across America. And now I'm proud to be part of bringing you the Golden Age of Movies and lots of family-friendly movies without commercial interruption. Find out about White Springs TV online at www.whitesprings.tv. It's free because we do have commercials between the movies while we present cartoons, musical shorts, previews, classic TV, special entertainment, and informational features. See it online at www.whitesprings.tv and on a growing list of TV stations and cable systems as well as direct from space anywhere in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and much of Central America, White Springs TV.
2: This hour, if you'd like to give us a call and uh, speak to Dalton, ask him questions about his strange object that he is the custodian of. Our toll free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Dalton, has this object changed your life? Uh, I physically have you. Have you uh, attuned any physical uh, abilities? Has your ESP increased? Has there been any interaction between you and this object
3: And I haven't noticed anything superficial or let's say uh obvious or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. The only way it really has changed is that uh you know I- I'm on a life mission right now yeah. to uh, try to understand this thing because uh what i'm what I'm sensing from it uh, is is it, it really frightens me what I'm sensing from it because this thing has the ability to literally change its environment. It has the ability to sample its environment. And so, you know, you get these vibes, but every time I get something, every time I do test, I get strange things because this energy is unpredictable. I don't know what it's going to do or how it's going to do it. So, you know, it's, it's the type of thing where you don't trust it. It's not a matter of me getting vibes from it, mm-hmm. but you don't trust it because you know that it has certain capabilities that something that that like nothing here on earth has. I mean, who would have thought a uh, uh, an object that looks like a rock would produce laser beams? Who would have thought that an object that looked like a rock would be able to sample this environment and literally change its environment? This thing literally removes oxygen if I put it into a sealed container. Mm-hmm. like I keep it in a glass casing, it literally removes the oxygen from that glass container, and then it sets up its own environment. Now, once it sets up its own environment, uh, this energy literally has the capability of smacking flying insects out, this, out, the, out the air. I mean, uh, that's when I know it, it's, uh, uh, that it has the uh, ability to really sample its environment and interact with things in its environment. But now I will say this here. I have the capability to interact with it, but not like in any kind of talking way or anything like that. I can interact with it through experimentation and exposing it to certain uh, 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 stimulus. Uh, for example, uh, I can make it. Uh, I, I can make this energy come in and out of that glass casing. Uh, it's really scary when it's out of the glass casing. I, that really scares me because when it's out of the glass casing, uh, you, the problem I have with It is so sensitive and it is so fickle that, uh, for example, if you spray gases, light gases in the air, it could do anything. It could either cause that gas to get off a bad odor or it could change that gas to certain things. It's just unpredictable. Um, I had uh, done one experiment uh, to make it come out of the glass. I had just taken uh, some – these are one-ounce cups that you put hot sauce in. I stacked three of those on top of the glass casing, okay? I kept them on the glass casing for about 45 minutes. When I came back, each one of those empty, tightly sealed, air sealed casing had uh, vacuums inside of it. And that, obviously, and all the only way those vacuums get in there is that that energy had to come out of that glass casing and actually travel through those uh, uh, little cups, little empty air sealed cups. The other instance of having it come out of the glass casing is this thing... Melts, uh, it stops ice melting at room temperature. Now, or any temperature, uh, uh, any temperature above 32 degrees, in order to get it to do that again, you have to get it to come out of that glass casing. But again, when I got it out of the glass casing, and you look at this ice now, when this ice stops melting, I mean, it is really surreal just to sit and look at it because the ice itself looks like it's in a state of suspended animation, but nothing is moving on the ice. Now, when you take the ice off the uh, glass casing and set it to the side, and you sit there and look at it, you count five, and then the ice will start back melting again. Now, what NASA wanted me to do, NASA mm-hmm. wanted me to put it back on the glass casing, and they wanted me to keep it on there at least for an hour or so, because they was interested in finding out how long it would hold that ice in that state of suspended animation. I, fr- I started telling them, look, it, I'm a little bit scared to do that, because it, it, I just this is unpredictable, mm-hmm. so uh, I told them I'm not going to do that. <laughs>
2: All right, I've got a couple of questions for you here. Hmm? Oh, if this rock or if this object is so dangerous, how come NASA released it back to you?
3: I tell you why. They have a problem with this. First of all, the source of origin, source of origin the source of origin mm-hmm. is unknown. Okay. All right. That's number one. Number two, uh, this will be a serious, serious. They will have a very serious PR problem if they did, had not given it back to me. Because, like, I have two lawsuits. Filed through federal court, which clearly documents the argument or uh, this object, uh, Senator Levin's office has done a uh, an in-depth investigation on it. And uh, now I will say this: the Army did try to take it from me. The mm-hmm. Army really tried to pull a switch of rule on me there. And uh, in order for me to get it back, at the time the Army tried to take it from me, I had to call about four or five uh, agencies, and I had to start walking myself up the chain. Once I got about halfway up the chain, I was talking to directors and stuff. Explaining to them what was going on, uh, it took them about. Uh, later that evening, uh, they finally got back in touch with me and says, "Okay, we got your object. We're going to give it back to you." And I told them, "That's all I want." And I said, "I want the." I says, "Give me a time frame. Give me a date, and don't be late on when you do that." All right. So, if, if yeah, they ob- tried to take it.
2: If this object is so unpredictable, if it is a potential danger, why do you want it?
3: I don't want it. I don't want it.
2: So but, why wouldn't but, but, you just let the Army keep it?
3: They can't they don't they, they won't do that. You, you, you got to understand again, first of all, they had to make the case to bring it into uh, NASA Justice Space Center. you know
2: on here, hold on here. I'm talking about the Army. You said that you you can't you, you know you, you you wanted the Army to give you back your rock. Why? Right.
3: First of all, like I said, I wanted the I wanted the test results on it. And why? at that time I did not know the danger level. I did not know anything. I did not know half of what I knew now.
2: All right, and but if I, if this if this rock or this object is as dangerous as you believe it to be, mm-hmm. why do you want it?
3: Because of the incident and how I got it, like I said, I need to know more about it. Why why me? Why give it to me? Why give it to me at the time that I got it? What made that thing come to me. Well, you see, it, we, this curiosity is just eating me alive here. I mean, see, you see,
2: we only we're only hearing part of the story, hmm? which makes it very hard for me to understand why you want this thing. You know, like you're, I said,
3: I can understand why it'd be hard for you to understand that. But the thing is, this here, like I said, there's so much that happened that caused this thing to come to me, and there's so many questions surrounding it. I want the answer to those questions. Right, I, I but, just really want the answer to those questions. And now get, I. I think I can control the danger level. Like I said, I don't expose myself to it. But I can understand your, uh, your concerns there. Why would I want it? But like I said, if you was in my position and something came to you in such a strange way that you can't explain, nobody can explain where it comes from. And I tell you something, nobody can explain what this thing is made of. This thing has got some unidentified material in it. I mean, the Michigan Department of, 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 of uh, Environmental Quality has waste division. They have confirmed that it has an unidentified material in it. Like I said, there's so many questions around it. I'm trying to find out how did I get connected to this thing. All right,
2: you know what I can't understand, and I'll be I'll be very honest with you. Sure. You you have this unidentified rock or this object mm-hmm. that apparently get, you know gives out laser beams that mm-hmm. can can actually knock out a out an insect from midair, even though it's encased under glass and has caused its own vacuumed. Uh, environment in beneath this glass dome. Mm-hmm. It has been sent to NASA. NASA cannot understand what it is, and they easily sent it back to you.
3: Well, he sent it back to me with a letter stating that uh, the ocean does not allow this dangerous object to be in their possession. So it, the letter said basically he had no choice but to re- uh, to turn it back to me, and it was in the possession of Michael Zelensky. Michael Zelensky is the top, highest ranking geology in NASA. At the NASA Johnson Space Center.
2: Now, why so, do you ha- why, why do you have two lawsuits out against NASA?
3: W- w- no, I only had one lawsuit out against oh. NASA, and one lawsuit out against U.S. Department of uh, Energy, Health and Human Services, and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Why?
2: Why would you? Well, first of all, why would the FDA be involved in this?
3: Well, the FDA actually, what it, my case was assigned to the Department of Energy, Joel Rabosky was the person that was assigned to the Department of Energy. Right. Uh, He took on, uh, he was assigning a test of trying to find someone in the government to uh, uh, test this uh, thing and try to find out what it was. So he called all the agencies. He ended up getting uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration scientists, which really only tests for ionizing radiation. That's what they told me, Uh, because we figured this was some kind of non-ionizing radiation. Now, at first we talked to the EPA. EPA says Congress has removed... Them from testing non-ionizing radiation. So what had to happen now is we had to find uh, we had to go back to the Department of Energy because mm-hmm. Congress is, uh, only allows the Department of Energy to test for non-ionizing radiation. So now the Department of Energy doesn't do anything on its own. It does not have laboratories to test. It has to uh, uh, contract things out. So uh, Joroboski called around. he We finally had me contact uh, this Lieutenant colonel that was in the Army. And he told me that uh, we needed some very, very uh, 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 expensive and uh, very, very sophisticated equipment to conduct this testing, and we needed some scientists with some very elevated knowledge of radiation. So therefore, uh, only the Department Army would have the necessary equipment, and I was supposed to send it to them for the testing. So that's how the uh, it ended up getting through. The Drug uh, U.S. Food and Drug Administration mm-hmm. was really. The uh, scientist who was actually handling, making the case to have it brought into the uh, Food and Drug Administration, so it can be sent to the Army. So, right. that's their job was to make that case, and then everything was supposed gotcha. to come back to the Department of Energy.
2: All right, but what is a lot? What are the lawsuits about?
3: The lawsuits was basically uh, Freedom of Information Act lawsuits, because uh, when the Food and Drug Administration uh, had gotten the uh, object, they had promised me that they was going to give me all test results that was concerned with their testing and then once they got it uh, like I said they thought I was just somebody that was you know just thought he had something they didn't have but once they got it they found out that this thing was more than what they thought more than what they thought they in other words they got they got in over their heads so uh, what they did now is I asked them to release those test results because I knew what the test results were they sent me some dummy test results and I call I called them, let them know that the test results is dummy. Uh there's no way that these test results could reflect anything. It was just garbage. So that's the thing is now I filed a freedom of information lawsuit to get them to uh release those test results and basically uh once this recent lawsuit, like I said, against the Department of Energy and Human Health and Human Services and USDA, the uh government just says no, they they and so from here on out the records are sealed. Nobody will be allowed to get it. Now they didn't Rick, these things. The uh, uh, these uh, test results is confidential or classified. They didn't do that. They only saying now that it is the, the data is sealed and I'm not allowed access to it, which is really really uh, unbelievable for my. Okay.
2: All right. So if if this object poses such a conundrum mm-hmm. for the test results,
3: well, how... you, you got to understand one thing here. The I mean, I'm having a hard time they have understanding. The reason both records in the test results is because it is producing a radiation that they cannot identify. All,
2: all right. If that is the case, if that is the case, mm-hmm. don't you think that in the best interest of yourself, as well as anyone who comes near that, near mm-hmm. that object, that you should not be in possession of it and it should be given over to the authorities for the proper precautionary care and measures?
3: Well, I did. I tried that, too, and they refused it. Again, you got to understand, the government just can't take things from a citizen without doing paperwork. There's going to be a trail there. And if I started questioning things, which I did when they had it into uh, testing, I started asking them, where was this thing at? How come you guys are not talking to me? You're not calling me? That made them guys start saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, we're not going to answer all those questions once they had it. So I agree with you, uh, I tried to convince them of this same thing, that, look, at this thing is highly deadly. I also tried to get them to reclassify it because what they're saying is now, wait a minute here, this thing is classified as safe. That's what the government is saying. That's their uh-huh. position. It is safe. It is not producing any kind of, uh, uh, back, they call it background radiation. I asked them to test for non ionizing radi- radiation because that's what the Michigan Department of Health, uh, uh, Michigan Department of uh, environmental quality scientists said I should be following the trail of the non-ionized radiation. But they're saying they're not going to discuss this un- unidentified radiation, and they're not going to discuss any of those test results. So I agree with you. They should be 100% involved in this thing. But as it stands now, it will cause, it will cause them too many problems. Look it, Rob. All
2: right, stand, stand by. I've got to take my news break, uh, my commercial break. I'm sorry. I don't know. Dalton Walker's our special guest. Something doesn't make sense here. Give me a call, 1 877 528 255 If this object is so deadly, what in the name of God is someone doing with it in their possession? I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
0: This is a really scary question. Is your home mortgage payment about to double? Did you get one of those teaser rate home mortgages several years ago? Is your short-term fixed-rate home mortgage loan getting ready to adjust automatically? Then your friends in the money business, Prime Pacific Capital, say you do need to listen to this. Lending companies nationwide are rapidly changing their approval guidelines. Prime Pacific Capital is a nationwide broker that will work hard to get you into a solid long-term fixed-rate mortgage. Call Prime Pacific Capital for a free loan consultation before your loan converts to an adjustable rate and your payments double. Don't delay. We specialize in all credit grades. Pick up the phone today and call 1-866-464-1800. Talk to a Prime Pacific Capital loan specialist. Call 1-866-464-1800.
2: Whether it's the arrival of Planet X in 2012, the Earth's crazy weather cycles, our deadly global warming, Armageddon, UFOs, ETs, terrorism, the critical mass 2008 presidential elections, Dr. Jason Rand talks the talk and walks the walk. Being a twice-nominated Grammy record producer, recording artist, publisher, lecturer, UFO ET researcher and investigator, and best-selling author of The Return of Planet X, Mankind's Ongoing Legacy with a Brown Dwarf Star, Dr. Jason Rand truly does walk the walk and talk the talk. For more information on Dr. Jason Rand or to order The Return of Planet X, visit his website at www.returnofplanet-x.com or call... 901-336-9660. And where will you be in the year 2012? We all
0: have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend,
1: this is us saying thank you.
2: I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding why, if this object is as deadly and dangerous as you claim it is, why you want it in your possession, number one. Number two, why you do not just go down to your local law enforcement agency and say, hey, guys, this is what I've got. This is what it does. I don't want the damn thing.
3: Well, like I said, I have, there's, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, and, is you know, it, like I said, I'm trying to get answers. This is why... I, I'm, I'm trying to get answers to establish how deadly is. This is why I'm trying to find a scientist who has an elevated knowledge uh, of radiation, uh, especially radiation that's not earth bound.
2: All right. So what you're trying to do now is you don't want to get rid of it. You want to retain it because you believe it might be of some value.
3: Well, actually, I've been ordered not to get rid of or uh, dispose of it because.
2: Uh, who gave you that order?
3: It was a scientist out of NASA. They were saying that. Do you uh, have
2: that in writing?
3: No, no, they, are you kidding me? They're not gonna put nothing in writing. Well, how but do they, you know? Like, they told me second. if I destroyed it or got rid of it, uh, I may end up. I could end up uh, being charged with releasing a daylight object into the environment or some other. Crazy well, wait a sec. Like wait a that. sec.
2: Wait a sec. Hold on here. Something sounds really screwy here. Uh, you tell you tell you tell me that you send this object to NASA.
3: In the U.S. In Department of Energy. In wait a sec. USA, wait. Hold on. on, on Earth hold on. Hold
2: hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Did you or did you not send your rock or this object to NASA?
3: Yes, it went to NASA Johnson Space Center.
2: Okay, fine. They send it back to you.
3: Right, saying it was deadly. That that makes no sense. Well, I got a letter proving that. I send got a it letter to me from Michael Zelensky. Send which it to me.
2: it. Fax it to me.
3: Uh, you, you, well, I can send it through email if
2: Fine, you send it through to me through email. I will contact the people at NASA.
3: Oh, good, great. Uh, I think and we well, will I'll, bring them... Uh, and we will bring them letter? I got a letter Please. from Judge 11.
2: Yeah, because if this object is as deadly as they claim it is, I want to know why it was released back to you.
3: Well, what do you think? When when, when Michael Zelensky tells me OSHA does not even allow it in their laboratory, you know that's a big lie. Because OSHA does not control NASA's laboratory, yet Michael is saying that he had to send it back because NASA was not allowed to keep it. Yet the Army did not make such a claim. Can you figure that one out?
2: Give me, a, send me all the information you can, and we'll get, try and get to the bottom of this. Because it, right. it, you know, it, it 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 sounds too ridiculous to be true. To be honest with you,
3: that's why I'm looking for scientists, and that's why I'm on my search because there's a lot of things. Where this thing came from? That's ridiculous. What is made of? That's ridiculous. This thing is a, uh, uh, it's a it's a gemstone. It is a very, extremely valuable gemstone. It's an olivine gemstone. Uh, it has a very rare, rare uh, quality about that gemstone. So there's a lot unusual about it. So, yes, I will. Can I uh, e- email it over to you, that same email address you gave me? You got it. Yeah. Okay, I'm definitely going to do that because, like All I right, said, uh, if, uh, I'll give you the phone numbers to the people who you can actually call like uh, Joe Roboski, I'll give you sure. his phone number. Send me I'll all give the information. Mike, Belinsky's phone, so, number, if Mike send, Belinsky's phone number still exists? Send me uh,
2: all the information and we'll get our research department on it as soon as we can.
3: Okay, and hey. l- if you want, we can come back on and we can talk about it again.
2: Sounds great. Send me a picture of the object as well. All
3: right, do the same
2: one then. All right, nice talking to you, Dalton. We'll try and help you get to the bottom of this. Dalton Walker has been our special guest and hey we will call these people. We will invite them onto the show. And we will post the pictures and the letters that uh, Dalton is sending us on a special website, and we will announce that as soon as we get the information so that you, the Exo Nation, can be part of this investigation. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour, Psychic Ellen from Premier Psychics is with us, so give us a call at one 877 528 if you would like to know today what is in your future tomorrow. My name's Rob McConnell. This is... We all have that
0: friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is
1: your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you.